0: brought to you by the students at Mary Persons High School, in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. To start out our show, we interview financial literacy teachers at Mary Persons High School. April was Financial Literacy Month, and we're excited to feature these teachers on the heel of that celebration.
1: Hi, I'm Amaya Webb and today I will be interviewing Ms. Amy Myers, a financial literacy teacher at Mary Persons High School. Can you define financial literacy?
2: Financial literacy is understanding the skills needed and to effectively use those skills to manage personal finances such as checking and savings accounts, budgeting, credit worthiness, debt loads, and investing.
1: What is the toughest component of teaching financial literacy?
2: Investing would probably be the toughest component because it's very involved. There are a lot of pieces to investing, and most students simply don't grasp the importance early in life. Retirement and big purchase items seem very far away to them but boy do I get their attention when I show them the importance of compounding interest at a young age. It blows their mind.
1: What would you say is most important about financial literacy?
2: The fact that I'm teaching my students a life skill that they will use each and every day from the day they initially learned the content until they are 199 years old. That is why it's important. Learning to read their pay stub, opening a checking and savings account, learning how to effectively budget, buying auto and home insurance, creating and managing a good credit score, getting a loan for a car and a house, staying out of debt, navigating student loans. They are a no-no. Too many scholarships and part-time jobs available. And investing for retirement are all invaluable. I also believe it's important to provide them instruction at a young age about being financially literate so they do not become part of the over $915 billion worth of credit card debtors we have in America or the 1.7 trillion dollar student loan debtors in America. Students learn how to responsibly handle debt, which begins with responsibly handling a monthly budget.
1: How do you help your
2: students understand
1: what you teach?
2: I enjoy creating real-life, hands-on activities for my students to apply what they have learned. With over 25 years of experience in accounting and finance in the banking and mortgage industries, I bring a ton of real-world knowledge and real-life examples into my instruction. This type of instruction keeps the students engaged and allows them to see what they are learning in a situation that they can really relate to. This type of instruction opens up important dialogue among my students where they extend their knowledge, leading to more specific discussions about financial situations relative to their own lives.
1: What is your favorite part of teaching financial literacy?
2: I totally enjoy all of the light bulbs that go off over my students head when they are learning how to be financially literate. It is a joy to see it all make sense to them. I love when they come into class almost every day with a story how they put something into play that they learned about their finances. And I especially love when they when their story that they share involves their family and friends because it means they are truly learning by sharing their knowledge. I don't get to reach many of the students at mphs with financial literacy so them sharing their knowledge gives me solace to know others are becoming financially through my work
0: next we talk to miss jana lane an economics teacher at mary persons high school
3: so in economics we do several things to teach students uh, about personal finance and how to manage money one is that students have a budget project. So they choose a job and then they find a house and a car based on the salary that they're eligible for that job. So we allow students to choose jobs that they hopefully would be interested in after they graduate and they create a budget for that. In years without COVID, when we were able to have students more interactive, we actually would have a semester long project where students managed a budget, paid rent, uh, rent on their desk and earn money through stock market investments and things that also showed students to manage their money for the long term, like retirement. And they could cash that in and uh, spend it in classroom auctions, and I hope to bring that back next year as well. The biggest thing that I want to get across to students at this point is actually twofold. So I'm I'm cheating with two answers, but I want a good credit score. I want you to be aware of what your credit score is, and I want you to um, know what sort of things affect your credit scores. We talk about that a lot. And I also want you to be aware of how you can invest for retirement and that the sooner you start, just like credit card debt can snowball, retirement savings can snowball. So in class, we do lessons uh, during our budget project about insurance. We talk about car insurance and health insurance. I have students find health insurance quotes. We talk about, interest rates and making sure that you know the interest rate that you're getting a car at if you're going to buy your first car. We look at different things that lower your credit score. So we do a lot of sort of simulations where we look at different scenarios, you know, um, this person is about to retire. Where should they put their money? Things like that to try to make it really relevant. So one of the cool things about financial literacy is it's pretty well relevant to everyone. So it's not so hard because students are super interested in it. This year talking about some of what's going on with the stock market and some of the GameStop and those investments and how hedge funds are getting squeezed out, while that wasn't super personal finance, it came up a lot and that stuff's hard to explain um, even for me. The whole thing is my favorite unit. So I really enjoy, though, having students look at credit scores and look at what things will increase and decrease their credit score, because a lot of times those rules are a little trickier than you would expect. And so students are often surprised at what helps their credit score and hurts their credit score.
0: Next up, we interview Mark Smith to talk about math and finance. Mark Smith is a teacher down at Mary Persons High School.
3: How does Math of Finance teach students to manage money?
4: Math of Finance provides the financial foundation and the basic knowledge that students need to be um, financially stable.
3: What would you say is the most important part of financial literacy?
4: I don't feel there's one important piece. I feel that the whole course is very important because if you can be financially stable, and everything that I teach is teaches that and how to build upon that then less stress will happen in your life because of the finances.
3: How do you use your class to incorporate financial literacy?
4: I typically incorporate a project where after a chapter of discovering all the taxes that are taken out of your income, I have students go and choose three three careers that they would typically like to have after high school. And they discover that with the yearly income, that's the high, medium, or low income that they that they are seeing, that that's not the income they naturally will receive uh, because of estate taxes, federal taxes. And then you have your insurance and all of the other living expenses that come with Um, getting out on your own and supporting yourself. So students realize that without the health benefits and stuff like that, you're not making as much. So I try to get them to find something they like, because if you ever work a job that you like, you don't work a day in your life. Um, Working a job that you don't like, you work every day. So they come to realize that, First of all, money isn't everything, but it is something that can make you comfortable.
3: What is the hardest part about financial literacy to incorporate into the classroom?
4: The hardest part about the class is getting students to buy into 100% of the class, of the financial literacy. Uh, And when they don't, they tend to go out and make financial mistakes. And that's basically what's going to happen is... If you're missing it in class, and I try to make it as real as I can, the worst thing you can go out there and do is make a financial mistake that's costly, and something that is costly in the real world financially tends to be long-term. So it takes you a while to fix your financial mistakes.
3: What is your favorite part to teach about financial literacy?
4: My favorite part about math of finance is being able to apply what we learn right then and there. Most of my students have part-time jobs, so they're able to apply taking out the taxes, wondering why in the world am I making $8 an hour and I do it for 10 hours and I didn't get $80. And some of them don't realize the taxes and the percentages that they take out and why that's being take out. And that's what they come to understand in the end. They say, well, I really don't make that much anyway. Um, so so they're able to apply what they're learning at that point in time instead of waiting. Um, and hopefully they'll move on into the real world with a heads up on all this stuff and not being illiterate about uh, their finances and where that money's going and what are they going to be Saving the money for and not just spending it on a um, twenty-five-thousand-dollar truck, which ends up being half of their income, uh, thinking that oh yeah, I can afford it. It's only half, and if that's the perception you have, you're sadly mistaken.
0: Next up, we feature Miss Tasha Burston, a counselor at Mary Persons High School. She plans to give us a bit of an update for Mary Person's graduation this year.
5: Hi, my name is Tasha Burstyn and I'm here to talk about graduation this year. Um, Some of the major concerns that students may have about graduation is, is it really gonna take place? And it is scheduled for Friday, May, 28th at eight o'clock at Dan Pitt Stadium. Um, They also are sometimes concerned about the graduation attire. Um, We have, I think Ms. Little has put the graduation attire information in the senior Google Classroom for everyone to view. Um, So you can just follow that. Um, It kind of gives you a guide as to what is appropriate, what's not appropriate, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Um, The graduation procedure this year is going to be very similar to um, what we had last year. Um, It will be a ticketed event. Um, The attitude towards graduation from students, has it changed? Not really. I think they still get excited. when it starts to hit them when they get their caps and gowns for the first time and they're able to actually put it on and get their cords that they've earned over the years from being in various clubs and organizations so i think the excitement is there and will continue to be there um, as years come by for all graduates um it will be streamed again also um last year our um Audio video tech students did a fabulous job with streamlining the graduation, and that will be taking place again this year. And it allows for family members that live far away that can't be here to still be a part of the special moment. So we're excited about that. How do I stay excited about the event, even though I'm so involved in the logistics of it? Well, um, it's just so, I guess, surreal in a way to see students that you watch come in to Mary Persons for the very first time as freshmen or their first day of school and to see how they have progressed over the years and to finally be in that that moment when they are getting ready to leave our campus and move on to um, other avenues, whether it's college, technical college, work, or military. It's always exciting just to sit and and watch them and reflect on um, this occasion. So I I get as excited as my very first graduation event that I had here um, all the way up until now. So it's it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. And it's wonderful being able to watch and be a part of that with students. What was it like coordinating my first graduation? I was a nervous nelly. I was worried about, did I leave something off? Did I forget this? And, you know, to be honest, I still kind of feel that way each year because I want it to be uh, um, as perfect as perfect can be, if that's even possible. So um, a lot of time goes into planning an event like this. I don't think people realize that we really start planning graduation as early as October, and all the way through until the week of the event. Um, there's just so many things that are that are, that are needed, and so many pieces of the puzzle that have to fit together to make this an extraordinary event. And um, there are so many people that are, are that are involved in this process. Um, you know, we have, like, for instance. Um, Ms. Little plays a huge role with helping with um, practice for the graduation and um, with our speakers for their parts in the in the ceremony. And then we have Mr. Battle and all of the um, custodial staff and the maintenance crew that comes in and helps transform our field into such a beautiful and exciting um, place for our students. so, it's, it's just, it takes a, a village. I mean, you've heard that phrase before, how it takes a village, and it really does to pull something like that off each year. I want to thank you for allowing me the opportunity to speak with you today, and um, have a good day.
0: Next up, we invite you to sit back and enjoy the Merry Person Symphonic Band as they play. The Trombone King Next up, we feature The Merry Persons Concert Band as they play Colonel Boogie. out today's show with the Merry Persons concert band playing Critical Mass. We hope that you have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Mumro County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week, remember to be a champ, and as always, go dogs! The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Mumro County Schools.